0: so this is so fun we are here to talk about another slate of animated news this is talking to news where we talk about news coming out for uh, both television and feature films pretty much anything that has to do with animation we talk about it and it's really quite fun i'm rachel and jonathan's here hey yeah so it's just amazing how quickly <laughs> these stories, uh, come and, uh, we've got quite a, quite a bit of a lineup. We're going to do the trailer, uh, thoughts on trailers separately in a separate podcast. So, uh, def, I'll, once I have that, I'll put a link for that in the, um, description section. You want to check that out for sure. So we have to start off with a sad, uh, news, Uh, the uh, today just today uh, on recording this this is the 27th of november recording we found out that the creator of spongebob squarepants steven hillenberg has died at 57 very tragic uh, als Mm. which is such a brutal disease Uh, and uh, i
1: hadn't even heard that he had that yeah so that's like an extra shock because i was not expecting that today Mm-hmm. 57 especially that's younger than both of my parents
0: yeah 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 and it's no doubt nickelodeon said uh tweeted out we we're sad to share the news of the passing of steven hillenberg creator of spongebob squarepants today we're observing a moment of silence to honor his life and work mm-hmm. uh, yeah
1: i remember we didn't have nickelodeon growing up but when my brothers and i were older we would pool our money to buy the spongebob squarepants season dvds because we really liked the show i remember watching the behind the scenes features and like learning about him too like he was a marine biologist before he got into animation which directly influenced him in his creation of the show interesting so it's it's really sad that he passed away so young
0: Yeah. SpongeBob, it kind of missed me. I, it started in 1999, which was my first year of college. So I, I don't know. I wasn't, I guess I wasn't one of those college students who who watched it, which I know that was the thing. Uh, So I, it's not something that I, I'm super attached to, but I certainly enjoy. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's regardless, it's just a sad thing to have uh, somebody that, you know 57 (laughs) that's not not very old and uh, somebody who left such a legacy that gave so many people so much joy uh Mm -hmm. it's a really it's a real sad thing so yeah give our condolences to his family for sure it's gonna be a tough tough thing so definitely uh, let us know in the comments or on twitter let us know what are some of your favorite spongebob episodes uh, some of the things and what you loved about the show, I, I think it. I think I, the episodes I have seen are just very optimistic and very just very creative, very funny. Uh, I really liked the last some of the nutty, insane choices in the last movie, <laughs> like when they go to the the dolphin people. Like what? That was really fun, and uh, so. Uh, it's a, uh, and now they're going to have a, another one. So that will be, uh, it'll be good that, and the show's still on, right?
1: Yeah. It's still, going, it's still yeah? Going, strong. It's going strong. It's still, as far as I know, it's still as popular as ever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, moving on, we have, we're going to talk about the current box office. Uh, we have uh, Ralph breaks the internet coming in at number one in the box office. Not a huge surprise there. Uh, did you have a chance to see it yet?
1: No, I think I'm probably going to see it this week, maybe Sunday. I don't know. Hopefully this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who I can go with. I'm, I'm back home and I've got a lot of people who want to see it. So we're, we're like we were actively making plans right before we recorded, <laughs> trying to figure out what day would work to go.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So I saw it and I haven't had a chance to see it again. I saw it in a screening. Uh, but I did post not only my review, but also the podcast Talking Disney breakdown of it with Stanford, uh, where we dive deep into it. It's huge spoilers, we released that today. So definitely check that out if you have seen it. Uh, and I really loved it. I thought it was great. It was way better than I ever could have expected. I thought it was funny. I really actually thought the message was a lot more nuanced and uh, and really uh, impactful, and I just thought they did a great job. So, and yeah, I'm uh, excited to see it. Yeah. So, the box office uh, as of today, uh, they have uh, 87 million worldwide. I mean, 87 million domestic and a total 129, uh, million 129 uh, million worldwide. So, it's doing great. So, another hit definitely for Disney. So, that's great. And then we had uh, the grinch doing great again like all illumination fills <laughs> do uh and uh, they have domestic 181 million dollars on a 75 million dollar budget so just domestic it's already doing great uh yeah. but foreign uh 35 million and I, it must not have opened everywhere because that's not very much foreign 35 million so uh, it must have a bunch of other places. But total, $217 It's doing great. And uh, they, uh, you know, I, I it was fine. I didn't hate it, but I just thought it was very bland. I think um, that's
1: most people's reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> just, fine. <laughs> just
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the kind of thing, if it's on cable, you can watch it. But yeah. it's not great. So uh, you did get to see, I know it's not totally animation you did get to see nutcracker right
1: yeah yeah we i recorded a podcast or not a podcast like an episode for souls channel yeah if you want to watch that we talked about it for quite a while we were both kind of disappointed in it
0: it was so boring i just i couldn't there was no conflict it was just so dull i thought yeah so yeah it's gonna be a huge flop 120 million dollar budget and it's made 129 million worldwide so it would need to double that in order for it to be considered a success and it's not gonna no way gonna do that so yeah interesting i think
1: i, I mentioned this when soul and i were talking about it but i think part of that has to do with it felt like something that disney just wanted to do like it didn't feel like it was somebody's passion project but like they were like Oh, let's do a nutcracker movie and they hired somebody to do a nutcracker movie and they made a nutcracker movie it wasn't like someone had this idea and a vision and yeah made it yeah it just it was very kind of wrote depressing. yeah
0: yeah i mean there was just so much in the movie where they were just watching stuff happen it, it wasn't i don't know there was just no conflict it wasn't interesting at all and uh so it didn't work Ew. it's too bad but anyway okay moving on so we have some announcements this seems like a joke but (laughs) we have general mills wants monster serial movies and i'm pretty sure this was like a a joke but you you never say things out loud because in this day and age it will come true and you'll be like what would i why did i put that into the (laughs) things uh uh, it says here (laughs) that uh, this is on, the stories on Sci-Fi Wire. Let's see here.
1: Well, they're not the only ones reporting it, so. Oh, dear. Like, they launched an entire campaign. They have a dedicated website, workwiththemonsters.com. This,
0: this is the Monsters for General Mills cereal, so, like, the Frankenberry and, and all the stuff, and she says, says, we're calling all filmmakers, actors, agents, writers, producers, animators, tastemakers, makers, movers, and shakers. Uh, we want to work with you to bring great stories to life from mythical fables to magical journeys i mean are we sure that this is not just sort of a big goof like a for publicity
1: i mean i would hope it is but i kind of doubt it in this day and age oh
0: my gosh. They want
1: some of that sweet sweet animation money
0: if oh. illumination
1: can do it with the minions i think they're trying to get it with count chocula
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. As this is General Mills' way of establishing a relationship with Hollywood to create movies, TV shows, games, novels, animated shorts, and other entertainment properties outside of standard advertising. We want to make our characters the most famous, the most beloved, most talked about in culture. And we're currently in negotiations with top Hollywood players to make the hopes and wishes dreams come true i'm still a little bit and
1: dreams of the corporate executives at gm (laughs) (laughs) not of actual animation fans yeah because this is not my hope dream or wish.
0: yeah this if we were gonna give like uh heroes and zeros to our stories this is zero for sure but i kind of feel like it's a goof i kind of feel like it's just a publicity stunt I do I kind of think so yeah
1: what what could they possibly do with these (laughs) terrible looking characters (laughs) like the cereals cereals aren't even that good I like everybody always talked about these cereals and I went and bought some one year I thought they tasted kind of they were not that great (laughs) characters are so dumb looking (laughs) <laughs> the only thing they've got going for them is brand recognition yeah and that's not enough to make a movie
0: like <laughs> i mean if with good writing you can make a movie about anything but well true, uh, but i i have to, see it to something it. more original than yeah <laughs> blueberry. right so okay next we have buffalo wings is a new animated series coming to fox uh this is ground Leads comedy troupe alums uh let's see hugh davidson rachel ramos larry darf are in development on a new half-hour co- animated comedy at at fox called buffalo wings and it says the show centers on two canadian bird brothers who opt not to follow their flock south for the winter and instead end up in buffalo new york the story Uh, We'll explore what it is to be a refugee and to fall in love with this country while pursuing the American dream from every possible angle. So what do you think about this? Is this a hero or a zero, this story? (laughs) Um,
1: I'll wait and see what it looks like when it comes out. I like the idea, but it'll depend on how funny it is, I guess, because Fox animation can be hit or miss. Like, I really yeah. like Bob's Burgers, but they have some other stuff that is just not good. Like, it seems like half their series get canceled, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I was with it until they said that it's to, to explore what it is to be a refugee and fall in love with this country. While I don't know. I just, it's like, oh, no. Is this going to be funny or is this going to be a a uh, political preaching kind of pandering kind of show that makes me nervous i mean that's the first thing you say about your show is that it's going to be about how to fall in love with this country while pursuing the american dream i like i don't know that makes me suspicious but who knows it could be good we'll see i don't know any of these particular comedians so that doesn't do a whole yeah, lot. i don't
1: me. either but i've heard i've listened to people who've come out of the groundlings theater before and they've been funny so i mean the groundlings is kind of a huge name in comedy so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they've got good people working on it but we'll see i'll watch the first episode when it comes out and we'll see what it seems like after they've actually got it made
0: yeah so all right i'll give that a 0 uh so <laughs> okay then we have lost the lost oswald and lucky rabbit short this is pretty exciting actually this was found in japan this was because Oswald was before Mickey, and they they found this sh- short uh, called Neck and Neck uh, with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, and it was pretty cool. It came up in Japan, and uh, the it says Neck and Neck languished for more than 70 years in Japan in the possession of Yasushi Watanabe, who had purchased a print of the film as a high schooler from a wholesale toy market. In the city of osaka what Abby didn't realize he had lost he had a lost disney short film in his possession until he read oswald the lucky rabbit the search for the lost disney cartoons book and uh, so he uh he contacted them i guess and disney archives is now working with him and that's pretty cool i'm excited yeah, about that
1: that's is, that is such a cool discovery it it makes me wonder how many other lost pieces of media from the past are out there somewhere in somebody's yeah. private collection, and they don't know what they're sitting on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine how it even got all the way to Japan, and yeah, that is so crazy. Cool. Crazy. So that's exciting. I hope we get to see it. That'd be cool yeah, to have too. it. Like it'd be cool to have it before one of the features or something like that. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Hmm. Yeah. So. All right, so we have new Woody Woodpecker shorts coming to YouTube. And this is probably all for Brazil because Brazil loves Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> I don't know why. They especially love Woody Woodpecker. There was a whole feature film that was evidently atrocious. I haven't seen it. Uh last year, uh Woody Woodpecker, but yeah, Brazil just they love. They love Woody Woodpecker. So, there you go. Yeah, I have I've never really understood that. I
1: haven't really seen that much Woody Woodpecker, but it's never been something that is a favorite of mine. But apparently it's like a, it's like to them what Mickey Mouse is to us. Something along that lines, just like a cultural milestone touchstone whatever. It's just I I don't even know why cuz Woody Woodpecker was an American thing, but it's yeah. huge in brazil for some reason. They
0: love it. They love it in Brazil. Uh, the uh, the sci-fi channel has announced a, a alien news desk and it's going to have an animated satire series from uh Lorne Michaels who creates SNL. It's going to be kind of like a daily show kind of a thing but animated. Uh, it'll be original. I don't know. What do you think about this? I think
1: it's a really interesting idea. I'll be interested to see how it turns out. But from the sounds of it, they're going to be making this series kind of in real time as news stories happen. Which I don't think that's been done before. Like an animated news show that is talking about actual current events. Yeah. So I will be really interested to see what this looks like and how it works. Cause it's going
0: to, I, yeah, I can't I'm not imagine sure their gonna...
1: animation is going to be like amazing. It's probably going to be simple because how else are they going to do it fast enough to get it out there while the news is still relevant, but I'll be, I'll be interested to see how it turns out. I'm, I really like this idea.
0: Yeah. It will be interesting to see how they can pull it off. So it'll cover up to the minute news and commentary. Mhm. Yeah, so I don't know. That is weird. But I guess they they must have some kind of sort of mod They have everything modeled and so then they could just quickly change sort of the the mouth positions or some I don't know what they're going to do, but that's interesting. Yeah. Um hmm. So that'll be early 2019 30-minute series on Sci-Fi Channel, I guess. So hm. We will see. I I'll give that a hero. We'll see um okay then our next story is mark dindle uh is signed on to direct uh, an all-animated garfield feature film and he i'm excited for this because he is a director that deserves better than he gets because he (laughs) directed chicken little but he also did The Emperor's New Groove and he did Cat's Dance, which are both really creative and really fun films. Very funny. And I think I think he deserves better than to be known as the guy who directed Chicken Little. Because Chicken yeah, Little was, is just a mess. And I was kind of
1: annoyed that so many news articles reporting this were saying Chicken Little director to to direct new Garfield movie. Like they were, It was like they were trying to bait people into believing that this is going to be an awful movie because right. it was related to Chicken Little. And I'm right. not even one who hates Chicken Little. I think it could have been a lot better than it was. But he he's directed movies that are far better than Chicken Little. So it ve- it felt very disrespectful to me mm-hmm. for them to be trying to relate this to Chicken Little and not Emperor's New Groove, which is, right. it's a modern classic. So i was just i was annoyed with the reporting yeah,
0: i was annoyed as well and they i mean he is somebody who has the comedic timing and the proof to pull off garfield for goodness sakes it's not like he's being assigned to do frozen 2 or something like he absolutely has the i mean uh i, I mean the thing about chicken little is that my problem with it? Is I think it's very mean spirited, as far as particularly the dad. I hate him so much, and it also feels like three separate movies all in one. Just like it's like parts a sport movie, parts a sci-fi movie, part a, a like bully kind of school story, and so it doesn't it just doesn't work? But uh, the the studio was in such a weird spot, and it was yeah. such a uh, it was. You know, the first time doing CG, I just think I don't think anybody I think could have made that movie work. I, I yeah, it's not but, his fault.
1: That that era of movies suffered so so much from executive meddling, and he he was able to take that to Emperor, with Emperor's New Groove. He was able to work around that and make something that worked really well. Uh-huh. But it, I don't think anybody can do that perfectly more than yeah. once and like his next movie was basically a failure but it's it's unfair to judge him on that especially Mm -hmm. because it wasn't i i I don't think it wasn't his fault
0: i mean you could have had pete doctor directing it and it still wouldn't have been worked it's just it's not i really don't think uh but you know cats cats don't dance Is also just great. People should see it. It's definitely way underrated. I have it for obscure animation. We we covered it, uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a really solid little movie for sure. So it's very underrated, I think. So I'm excited to see what it'll bring to Garfield. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, it's not going to be worse than that live action one. So go for it,
1: right? Garfield was like I grew up on Garfield. Like Garfield and Peanuts were like my childhood. I was always read the comics specifically for garfield peanuts the wan like i had some v- favorites that were like gotta read the comics and garfield was one of those so i'm excited to see a more faithful movie version mm-hmm. i the live action version I, I don't remember if i saw it and it looked kind of terrible Odie was a real dog which was a bizarre choice uh, why make Odie real and garfield
0: dare? yeah that is weird
1: so i'm excited to see something more faithful i'm this yeah i can't i can't imagine that this is going to be bad at the worst it'll be mediocre but i'm excited either way
0: the The only thing that's a little weird is this alcon entertainment uh, is this their first i think it's their first animated film at least i don't see anything coming up
1: yeah i'd never heard of them before but i mean i'm not gonna say no to more animation studios the more, yeah the better as long as they're putting out quality content.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what they uh, what they come up with. So, all right. Uh, then we have uh, – so Netflix is going to be working with the Little Prince director, Mark Osborne, who also did Kung Fu Panda, uh, to make Escape from Hat escape from hat an animated feature from two, uh let's see uh hold on a second here escape from what is it called um it's based off of a middle grade novel I guess. Escape from Hat and it's a fairy tale where black cats are bad and magic rabbits are good and balance is threatened when one such rabbit is cast into a mysterious realm of danger and shadow. He rallies an unexpected band of allies and undertakes an impossible quest to escape from inside a magician's hat and return to the human boy he dearly loves. So that sounds pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I think it sounds really creative. I'm excited to see it yeah um uh, the little prince for the most part was good there i had some issues with some of the ways that they did the story but i liked the animation and i liked most of the movie so i'm excited to see what he'll do with this story i've never heard of this story before but i like the concept
0: yeah, I had very mixed feelings about Little Prince. For the most part, I found it pretty boring. It wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. Uh but I have no attachment to the story and it seems like people that are attached to the story liked it much better than I did. Um but I don't know. I did like the animation it was really pretty. But I I think this is solid director. Uh and uh should be, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like a pretty interesting fun story, so
1: yeah, uh, I'll absolutely. definitely check this one out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we have announcement: Steven Universe returns on this, on the seventeenth of December. So, are you super yeah. excited?
1: Yes, it has been since July since there have been any new episodes, and they left off on a massive, horrible cliffhanger. <laughs> so, I am really excited to see what's going to happen next.
0: Mm, I thought they left off with the wedding.
1: No, that was the beginning of the arc that they aired. They started with the wedding and they no, 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 let's see. The wedding was in the middle. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> the wedding sort of ended the arc, but there was a preview episode at Comic Con, which that was that was where they ended up as a cliffhanger for the people. Yeah, it's kind of like as far as what aired on TV, there was not not as huge of a cliffhanger as for the people who may have seen the Comic Con episode which the comic-con episode is going to start out this new batch of episodes on the 17th so the people who haven't seen that will will get that big cliffhanger at the end of that episode and then we'll get the next parts of the story
0: Mm, okay cool uh so uh so yeah there's gonna be five episodes five new songs uh with uh, coinciding with each episode and uh so that'll be really exciting for fans. Yeah, I'm really excited. Wow, mm-hmm. oh, it was before girls too. Uh the Domi Do- she uh is making her feature debut. And so that's pretty exciting uh that it's very early on I guess. Uh that she, but she's on her way to her first feature project. And she says it's super early on but I'm really excited to play in this new 90 minute film format so
1: yeah i'm excited to see what she does i thought Bao was really creative and i'm excited to see more from her
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah me too i actually i really liked bow i know it was kind of, kind of divisive people some people just thought it was sort of weird but well, i
1: mean it was yeah. weird but that's not to me weird isn't a bad thing but yeah. i'm either way even if it wasn't weird i still thought it was creative mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah excited. i liked it i thought that it, it was actually pretty clear as far as it being a parable about mm-hmm. right ra- you know about your you know the life raising your children and and uh and how hard it is to to make change uh, if that was the mm-hmm. message for me it was about change and how hard change is and uh, so I didn't really think that she was actually eating her son. Like it was a parable, it was a metaphor. But anyway, so we have uh, then we have news about a new animated series uh, based on Roald Dahl characters that'll have Matilda, the BFG, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, all of that. So it'll be kind of like a Roald Dahl. Dull- uh cinematic universe <laughs> i way.
1: think it's going to be sort of an anthology series
0: like uh, i, I have a series
1: i think they're going to make it sort of like a series of unfortunate events except animated like every episode and i don't know if every episode will be one story or if it'll be like continued to each episode but it's going to be a television series not a series of movies uh-huh, yeah. But it's on Netflix. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this. Like, we're going to get stories that have never been made into any movie or special or TV show or whatever. This will be the first time any, a lot of the more obscure Roald doll stories will get any sort of adaptation. And I'm really excited. And I didn't realize at first when I read this, I was already excited. But then I saw a tweet from... um I can't think of his real name, Mr. Coat on Twitter.
0: Uh He he pointed
1: out that Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator is among the ones that are going to get an adaptation, which for those who don't know, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator is the sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which a lot of people don't know that Roald Dahl wrote a sequel to that book. Mm -hmm. That sequel is insane. I loved that book as a kid so much. I remember watching the, the first movie from the 70s when I was a kid and being so disappointed that they never made Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator into a movie. And then when they made the second one with the Tim Burton version, I, I, I was like, the, the finally, they're going to have a chance to make Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator because These days, everybody loves the sequel. Like all the studios are going to want as much as they can get out of this. And then they ended it in such a way that the sequel wasn't possible. And I was mad again. (laughs) So I am really excited that they're finally going to do a version of Charlie and the Great Glass
0: Elevator. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such a weird story. Have you ever read it? Years and years and years ago. I I have a weird kind of relationship with Roald Dahl. I loved Roald Dahl as a kid. I absolutely loved Roald Dahl. And I didn't really get into fantasy as a kid. So it's kind of a, it sort of was, I guess, maybe magical realism a little bit. Like it was enough grounded mm-hmm. in real life for me to enjoy it. Um, but I have to say, like I have such a different experience reading the books now as an adult that I feel a little bit conflicted. But I just tried to kind of put on my eight-year-old hat and just because i find them actually kind of violent and sort of disturbing and like I, all the women for the most part there's a couple exceptions miss honey a few but for the most part all the women are just these beasts horrible people you know the ants and james the giant peach you have trunchbull you have the witches you have all these it's like whoa you know i, I want to say to to world, like did, did the nuns like it's good to you growing up or something because like uh there there's the, his books are just kind of like my perspective as a kid was is totally different than my perspective as an adult I'm just kind of like like I remember reading his uh his book boy about his childhood and thinking it was so funny and so charming and then I read it as an adult and I was like this whole book is just about canings It's just about him getting caned over and over and over again. I'm like, why did I think this was funny? It's such a weird thing for me. And so, but that's probably just me. I guess I'm the only one, but uh, I don't know. I have just a weird experience with his books. And, uh, but I'm sure it'll be, so it'll be interesting to see sort of, do they, do they go whimsical? Which I think is the smart move, to be honest, with, charlie chalk factory or do they go dark because it's definitely both i mean with do they go whimsical with rold Doll, or do they go dark because it's definitely both there and uh, i'll be curious to see i i definitely would go whimsical for sure but then I they can both. go too whimsical like they do with bfg that was too whimsical and not enough story so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do
1: i i think i like rold Doll stories because they're both whimsical and dark and finding a balance between the two will be important
0: yeah it's tough but yeah, really I'm tough. excited
1: either way I'm there's he is such a great author to me anyway I loved his stories growing up maybe I haven't read them in years so maybe I would have a different point of view now but growing up they were some of my favorite books and I'm excited to see them yeah. come to life
0: yeah I like I liked them when I was little, but I don't know. I just had very different experience rereading. I was like reading Matilda. I was just kind of like, everybody is so awful in this book, except for Matilda and Miss Honey, but, uh, but they end up kind of winning. So I don't know. I just had, it was just an interesting experience. Like you, you have different, you know, you have different, you're a different person uh, in a lot of ways from when you're Mm -hmm. little versus when you're big. So i don't know but uh so i'll be curious kind of what angle they take to it and uh so anyway we'll see uh and so last news was just a crazy fun news that we find out that julie andrews is going to be uh up against mary poppins returns as a role live action role in aquaman which is kind of hilarious uh, no not even live action she'll, yeah it'll <laughs> be a voice
1: of some kind of a sea monster <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is to me that's
1: absolutely
0: hilarious a folkloric like would, sea creature that aids yeah. arthur curry in his quest to bring peace
1: that is something i would never never have seen julie andrews doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i love it i love that it's such it's such a bizarre out of left field thing and i'm like this is this shouldn't be the thing that would get me even more excited about aquaman but it is i like i was already excited for the movie because i think it looks good but to find out that julie andrews is yeah. going to play a sea monster
0: it's pretty funny weird. and that she's gonna go up against mary poppins is just hilarious yeah <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's such a yeah, it's such a
0: weird but
1: good amazing hilarious choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited.
0: And uh, I mean I had my doubts about Aquaman, but I'd say the early reviews have given me some confidence, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, hopefully it I'm will just be good.
1: excited for them to get past the dark phase of their universe. <laughs> I want something fun. Wonder yeah. Woman was a good first step in that, and I hope this continues the trend.
0: Yeah, I doubt I'll like it as much as Wonder Woman, but well,
1: I just probably. wanted it to
0: be a good movie. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We covered everything. This is very exciting. And so, some pretty fun, eclectic stories out there. And just let us know what you think of these stories. Uh, put in the comment section or on Twitter. Let us know. And, Jonathan, how can people find you?
1: You can find me on social media at John J. North. And my YouTube channel is iHeartAnimation
0: great and you can find me at racers reviews on itunes and youtube so sure check that out and thanks so much and we will be talking trailers uh and make sure you check out that podcast as well uh so thanks much and we'll talk to y'all later bye
1: bye